Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom. Freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Hi friends, Kristen here again. Can you believe it? We are in our second to last week of our six-week Zephaniah series here at the Abiding Free Podcast. And can I just say something? These are some of the most enjoyable podcasts I've ever done. You know, talking about the beauty and power of God's Word is everything to me. And I hope you have enjoyed learning about this somewhat forgotten book of the Bible, because what a joy it could be for all of us to share about this book with others if we truly believe that every word of God is meant for us to study, to know it, then how amazing it can be if we share this message with others, to encourage others, right, to not avoid these books simply because they are hard to understand or even hard to swallow. And real quickly, if you are new here, welcome. I, though, encourage you to go back to week one of this series just four weeks back because this this is a series and it just will not make sense unless you go back to the beginning. Well, here we go. We are going to see an abrupt shift here for the last two weeks in Zephaniah. Last week, we finished with the continued rebellion of God's people. It was absolutely tragic because God's kindness had not led them to repentance. In fact, the last words of the passage for um, in our in last week, chapter three, verse eight, these were the words: "For the whole earth will be consumed by the fire." Of my jealousy. Well, that's a bedtime story in verse, right? (laughs) You know, it's like you're putting your child to bed. Hey, little Johnny, I'm going to read you a Bible verse. For the whole earth will be consumed by the fire of my jealousy. Okay, joking aside, my prayer is actually that we do make God's judgment and justice popular again. As I mentioned last week, it's his justice and it's his judgment that will end evil one day. Praise God for that. Gosh, I don't know about you, but I am tired of the evil in this world. 
I want it to be ended once and for all one day. So back to the abrupt shift in our passage that we're focusing on for today. Our passage is Zephaniah 3, 9 through 13, and I'm actually going to read it. Okay, so here we go. For I will then restore pure speech to the peoples, so that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him with a single purpose. From beyond the rivers of Cush, my supplicants, my dispersed people, will bring an offering to me. On that day, you will not be put to shame because of everything you have done in rebelling against me. For then I will remove from among you your jubilant, arrogant people, and you will never again be haughty on my holy mountain. I will leave a meek and humble people among you, and they will take refuge in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel will no longer do wrong or tell lies. A deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths. They will pasture and lie down with nothing to make them afraid. Wow. That just does not make sense. Did you get that? Wait, 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 wait. I mean, it's it's like if you're confused, you should be. (laughs) I mean, people who will take refuge in the name of the Lord, restoration, how does how, how did God go from the whole earth to, will be consumed by the fire of his jealousy to this, to salvation, to restoration? Well, if you don't think it makes sense, you are exactly right. I love what a Bible commentator said. His, his name's Kenneth Barker. He basically said, you know, God doesn't resolve the fact that Zephaniah saw a judgment beyond, proc, you know, judgment proclamation beyond anything that had been seen, even like since the flood. And yet now there is a beautiful promise of restoration and salvation. But I love this. Zephaniah, he proclaims them both faithfully. This is a great message for us, right? To faithfully proclaim and teach God's words with others and share his words, even if we don't understand every dotted line, to trust that his word is truth and will have its purpose, even if we can't resolve all of it. I think we get so scared as like parents, right? We think we need to know all the answers. And when our child asks us hard questions, we have to have just the right answer. And no, Zephaniah probably didn't even know what was going on. This was this is confusing. <laughs> and you know, this is even more startling though because this isn't just a promise of salvation and restoration that is for God's people. The first part if you caught that, it says I will restore pure speech to the peoples. Okay, that word peoples there means nations. God is bringing salvation not just to Judah, to a remnant in Judah. He's bringing salvation to the Gentiles. <laughs> I mean, this is the the foretelling also of what was to come. So we have seen that God is a judge throughout this book, and now we are rem- reminded and we see God's role as our Savior. You know, and then God goes into the ways, right? He He's going to restore his people. He's, it says they're going to bring an offering to him, which basically means their worship is going to be restored. It says they will not be put to shame because of everything they've done and rebelling against him. You guys, that is just mercy. And then he talks about this remnant of people that he's preserving and says they will take refuge in the name of God. They will pasture and lie down with nothing to make them afraid. So a quick interjection here is, well, when is this going to happen? When it, What is Zephaniah referring to? I mean, what, what people? Was this in Zephaniah's day? Was this, well, based on a lot of commentaries, there are 
kind of two interpretations that I think they're actually both plausible. So some think this period is referring to the millennium, which is when Jesus is going to reign for a thousand years over this earth after his return. And many think this is, and then many others think this is referring to Jesus's first coming, you know, through the gospels, which also makes sense. Either way to look at this, the main message is salvation, mercy from God when people least deserve it. For me personally, I think this passage points to both. I think this passage is pointing to the first coming of Jesus. I think this shows us how we can be hidden in Him in any day of trouble, meaning though we aren't going to be shielded from difficult circumstances, because of the the Spirit that came with Jesus, we can stay humble and meek, in spite of our circumstances, we can be like our Savior and be humble and meek. We can walk in peace and not be afraid, even when our circumstances are tumultuous. Everything about being hidden in Him centers on that verse when we read in 12b. They will take refuge in the name of the Lord. Those are the people of God. That is us, right? Where we're walking along this difficult journey of life, making a lot of mistakes. But what sets us apart is not what we're doing. It's not what always what we're doing first, right? It's not our good works first. It's that it's because of our God who we take refuge in. And I hope you've seen in this passage today, this is our story. We deserve that last sentence in the passage, right? From last week, the whole earth will be consumed by the fire of my jealousy. That is what makes sense, okay? That that we deserve judgment. We We rebel over and over against a holy God. We deserve that. We turn our backs for him. These people turned their backs on God. But, and there's no intermission that says, oh, then the people behaved better, right? Instead, God promised restoration and salvation at the people's worst. Colossians 1.13 says that we were rescued from the domain of darkness. We weren't rescued when we were behaving better. We were rescued in our darkness, Our salvation was just as abrupt as the picture we see here. It doesn't make sense unless there is a God who is pouring out his grace when we least deserve it. And believe it or not, we haven't even gotten to the part of Zephaniah that commentaries argue is one of the most amazing pictures of God's love in the entire Bible. And that is a spoiler alert for next week. But now I just want to leave us with some questions to think through. So here it is. God is leaving a meek and humble people, right? And we know in the New Testament that God calls us to be completely humble and gentle. Um, You know, in Matthew 29, Jesus, this is the only place in the Bible that Jesus describes his heart, and he describes it as gentle and lowly in heart. Are you marked by that, my friends, followers of Jesus? Are you marked by gentleness and humility? And let me say something. I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty. I'm saying this to encourage you to run to Jesus because we can't muster this up on our own. You know, our humility toward a difficult boss in arguments with our spouse, in those political conversations we have, online arguments. I mean, right, there are just so many times it's so easy to be anything but humble, Um, But I love what my pastor said recently in a sermon on this topic of humility. He said, you don't get humility by focusing on humility. You get humility by putting God in his proper place. 
Humility is in receiving Jesus. Humility comes from worshiping God. That is how we grow to be a meek and humble people. And secondly, how can even the reminder right now of your salvation change your life today? Change the trajectory of just even decisions you are going to make today. Everyone has an abrupt story like this of salvation coming when we least deserved it. Everyone who is a follower of Jesus has this. When judgment was deserved, but mercy came raining down. A prayer I pray often is with David. I, it's restore to me the joy of thy salvation. We need the reminder of joy, of, of salvation you know, in our life, that can help us through anything that comes today. If we are just saturated in the reminder of the joy of salvation, what God did in our life, what he gave to us. And so friends, thank you again for being with me this week. I pray that you walk forward with this reminder of growing to be like our savior, to be a meek and humble people. And to also think upon our salvation, which can fuel us in joy. I cannot wait to see you for our last week in the Zephaniah series. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.